Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you all for coming out tonight. Thank you all for, uh, for being your faithfulness. Uh, we say hello to those who are watching online. Welcome to St. Petersburg, where God lives. And God rules. Amen? All right. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. You have it? Okay, let's read that one verse together. Ready, read. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Amen. What kind of foxes? The little foxes. What are they doing? The vines that have what? These vines that are producing something. He said, we got to catch the little foxes because they're taking our harvest. Amen. So tonight we're talking, this is Waste Not, Want Not, part four, the little foxes, the little foxes. Lord, tonight, thank you for the word we're about to receive. We speak, Lord, and thank you that the word will bring forth, Lord, uh, strength to us, direction to us. We ask you, Father, that this word, as it penetrates our heart, hearts, will produce the life that you want it to produce, Father, so that you can use us for your kingdom, for your advancement, for your vision, to bring you honor and glory on the earth, to get your will done in our generation. That's our desire. That's our prayer. So we believe we receive the word tonight with thanksgiving. It is so. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. All right, take your seats tonight. All right. How many of y'all understand we're in God's season now? We're in God's season. We're in his time. It's time for God's uh, time for kingdom manifestation. Pastor Kim was talking earlier about uh, so many people are, 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 you know, have gotten twisted in this message about prosperity or the kingdom. And uh, we were talking about that earlier. And uh, the phrase came to me, uh, kingdom versus stardom. Because many people in the body of Christ are after stardom. Even, even in the church. I mean, I'm talking about preachers, they're after stardom, and singers, they're after stardom, and, you know, everybody in ministry, they're going to start a ministry, they're after stardom, and their, their goal really isn't the kingdom. The Bible didn't say first seek, seek, first seek the stardom, it said first seek the kingdom. And so we got to get over stardom. In other words, I'm not, I'm not in this for me. Jesus said, there'll be many who come to him that day, Lord, hey, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we heal people in your name? And he said, I will say to them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. You worker of iniquity. King, New King James says work of lawlessness, but King James says the work of iniquity. What is, what's he saying? That you, their hearts weren't right. Iniquity is in your heart. It's in your heart. They were doing good things from a bad place worker of iniquity. You were working iniquity. They were casting out devils, but it was iniquity. They were healing the sick, but it was iniquity. See, because God still wants the devils cast out. God still wants the, the people healed, but the people who, who were doing it, it was coming from a place of iniquity. And he said, I, I don't even know who you are. We don't have any kind of relationship. Okay? And so people can have the wrong motive, but you and I, God needs us to have the right motive for what we're doing. And it's kingdom, not stardom. Tell your neighbor, it's kingdom, not stardom. Jesus Christ is a star. He, he's a superstar, praise the Lord. Amen? All right, so now we're talking about him getting his will done. So whatever God wants us done, wants done on the earth, he's putting grace on us for that. Okay, now if you don't remember, we'll give you that word grace means it's God's, uh, this got this from Apostle Derber, he gave it uh, some time ago, that God's, it's God's ability gift to function in the gifts and callings. Grace is God's ability gift to function in the gifts and callings. In other words, grace comes on me, grace comes on you 
so we can manifest God's vision for our lives. So grace comes on us to do something. If you're not in, the, if you're not in uh, God's will, doing his business, you don't need any grace. Hello. We're not talking about favor. We're talking about what grace literally means, New Testament. Okay? God's ability gift. Because God, again, remember, remembering it's God's time. It's his, it's his season. And so we got to shift our mind from this um, me, 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 all about me, Christendom to what is God's agenda? God, what do you want me to do for you? Because if we take care of whatever God wants us to do for him, he's going to take care of whatever things we need and even want done in our lives. But his agenda must be our primary agenda. Are you following me tonight? Okay. Now, I, I gave you a couple weeks ago, again, God's primary vision for mankind coming from Genesis 1.28. And uh, remember, your, your personal vision is going to fall under this here, okay? And that vision, God said, God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, so and so forth. Fill the earth, subdue it, so and so forth. But it says, be fruitful and multiply. Now, that word fruitful, I gave you some synonyms for that. This is a reminder. We haven't preached this since last Wednesday, so let's, let's review here. So synonyms for fruitful are effective, profitable, successful, useful, gainful, all right, this is what our lives, this is what God is expecting, plentiful, reproducing, rich, and well spent. So you and I, when he said be fruitful, this is what he means here. I want you to produce something. I want you to, to be effective in your life. So whatever vision you may have, my personal vision it's supposed to be effective for God's vision. You got it? So effective and profitable, successful, useful, gainful, plentiful, reproducing, rich, and well spent. And I told you before, according to Romans 14, verse 12, Romans 14, verse 12, each of us shall give account of himself to God. He's the boss. He's the boss. Right? He's the boss. Some of y'all call him boss man. They're back in your job, the boss man. But he's the boss. This is his company. So we have to give an account to the boss. Which means we can't call ourselves part of his company and doing whatever we want to do. He don't have to pay us for that. Whatever's right, I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay you what's right when you do what I told you to do. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Glory to God. I must be about my father's business. And people are not going to understand when you become so business-minded. Uh, you, you know, you, you ever heard the phrase company man? You ever heard, heard that phrase? Somebody there, are you a company man? In other words, they, do it, they, they, they into the company, man. They're going to do everything right. And, and other, other folk pick on them for being company men. That's a company man. Oh, oh you know. Brown nose or old, what do you know? Got all the words. But the company men are the ones who rise up in the company. Most likely to get a company car. Com company expense account. Talk about me, but rise up. So in the kingdom, we need to be company men and women, all about God's business. Are y'all hear me tonight? 
Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. His parents kind of had a hard time with that. But they, you know, they, they went home and, you know, the Bible says he was, he was uh, subject to his parents. Later on, when he started his ministry, one time he's out there ministering and his friends, his family said he's beside himself. He's, he's now out there doing the business. They talk about he don't got beside himself. No, he's not beside himself. He's about his father's business. You just don't understand what he's here for. One time, one time, Peter, Peter tried to rebuke Jesus. Now, you know, Peter was a hothead. He was a bold son. One time he called himself going to rebuke Jesus. Jesus said, hey, I'm going, I'm going out here and I'm going down the cross. Jesus, then Peter said, no, ain't gonna let, we ain't going to let you do that. And Jesus, uh, Peter, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Y'all remember that? He said, Peter, he's talking to Peter, but he's talking to the devil. Get behind me, Satan. He said, because you are only mindful of the things of the earth. I'm mindful of the things of my father. See, he's a company man. That's why God promoted him. Are y'all following me? Highly exalted, name above all names. So you and I have to be really, really conscious of the fact that we are here to please God. We are here to serve God. Pastor Kim alluded to it earlier before offering. You and I, we don't have to think about ourselves. Just, just let all that stuff go. Just focus on pleasing God, doing God's will. Lord, who are you? Lord, what do you want me to do? Just watch it happen. You got it? All right, now, I gave you four keys to manifesting heavenly vision. Quick reminder. Let's go through it. Number one, discernment. Number two, patience. Number three, and number four. All right, so discernment, patience, obedience. Now, what, what, what are you being patient for? Why are you being patient? Because you don't want to manufacture. You want to make sure you don't get ahead of God. And then when, when he gives you instructions, then you got obedience. And how do you have to be obedient? Urgently. Okay? So we, we dealt with urgency. Okay? Now, urgency means, uh, this is not a definition. I'm just talking to you what, what it means. Once you get your instruction, it means that now you don't have any time to waste. And for that matter, any other resources to waste when you become urgent about a matter. Okay? Now, uh, last Wednesday, in part three, we taught on what? Haste makes waste. Very good, class. Let's do it again. So you're going to edit that part out. Last week, part three, we taught on what? Haste makes waste. Haste makes waste. And you remember we put up Proverbs 21, verse 5. Proverbs 21, verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. So you and I can't be hasty. Now, there's a difference between being hasty and being urgent. Okay? So we can't be hasty. If you get hasty, you're going to end up in poverty. Or if you read in the, uh, the Amplified, it'll say you end up in want. Waste not, want not. So you can't be hasty. Haste makes waste. You'll make a bad decision moving too quickly. Right? All right. So if you're going to manifest your vision... A vision manifestation requires soul control. Okay? So you to control your soul and not get ahead of God. Because especially when you see something, God is showing you something, you can easily uh, try to make things happen yourself and move quickly. Try to lock things into place. But that's not your job. I said, it's not your job. All right? So God wants us to move with urgency, but never be hasty. Okay? All right, now. Turn to uh, 
Proverbs 12 and 27. I'm going to show you something here. Because God's looking for some people who are passionate about his kingdom. We were in prayer this morning. Minister Elise made a statement about, you know, the, the couple, last couple of Sundays, what God has been talking to us about. Uh, that it would stand a reason that God would uh, want a clean house so that his glory can manifest. So these messages the last couple of weeks have been really God cleaning house and cleaning house. Right? Because we need to be clean uh, for his glory to manifest in our lives and in this, in this ministry and for, for that matter for this region. Right? So God's looking for some people with some good hearts. So that's 2 Chronicles 16, 9, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord. Y'all know it? The eyes of the Lord, y'all know it? Run to and fro throughout the whole earth looking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. So he's looking, he's looking right now. He's out of searching right now. Trying to find somebody whose heart is loyal. Loyal. Not back and forth. Loyal. Passionate about God's kingdom. God, I'm not in this for me. When I first came to God, yeah, I was in it for me. Y'all, I mean, when I first came, truth be told, when you came, first came to God, you were in it for you. God saved me. Help me. Deliver me. Uh, heal me. Right? Take care of me. Do something, Lord. So you were in it for you. But as you mature, now it's not just in for me. Like, Lord, okay, what can I do for you? You've been good to me. You took care of me. You saved me. You delivered me. You healed me. Now what can I do for you, Lord, for the rest of my life? Right? So he's looking for someone whose heart now is loyal to him. Okay? And keep this in mind. We'll be passionate about his kingdom. Passionate people. Now watch this. Proverbs 12, 27 says this. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. You got it? Now I want to move. Now lazy, we can't be lazy in, a, in manifesting vision now. Okay? A lazy man is wasting. Remember we, I taught you that? The, when you see lazy and destroy and waster, they come from the same Hebrew root. Y'all remember that? Yes, so you can't be lazy. Now switch, please, to the Passion Translation for me, please. And I want you to see this. A passive person won't even complete a project at home, at school, let alone for God. But a passionate person makes good use of his time, wealth, and energy. So what kind of person do you think God's looking for? A passive person or a passionate? Because God's not into giving out projects that never get completed. Right? Remember, he's the boss man. I, I don't want to bring God down to that. He's the boss. He's in charge. He's CEO, Okay. So he's not, going, he's not looking to give out projects to people who are not going to finish projects. I want God to use me. No, are you lazy? Hello. Hello. Passive. Just, just, I'm not going to do anything. 
to move off that. Y'all look, look like you're ready for me to say something. I'm not going to say anything. Notice again what it says here. A passionate person makes good use of his time, wealth, and energy. Now, those are resources. Time, wealth, and energy. And so if, if you can make good use of it, then it stands reason you can also make poor use of it. Right? So he doesn't want people making poor use of their time, wealth, and their energy. Okay? Well, what, what's a poor use? It's anything that's unfruitful. Because, because he gives you these resources, and you got to see these resources as being spendable. That Remember, we've taught either you're going to waste them or you're going to invest them. If you invest them, then you're going to be fruitful. What's our command from the beginning? Be fruitful and multiply. So he's, he's, he's looking for those who are going to be fruitful, and you're going to be fruitful by being passionate and making good use of your time, your wealth, and your energy. Glory to God. Now time, all of us, every day, are given the same amount of time. Right? Everybody today, when you, when you woke up, you had 24 hours allotted to you. Or when you came into Wednesday from last night. Hopefully the first few hours of this day we were asleep. If you get to bed by midnight, that's a dream. To get to bed by midnight. Some of y'all start, you know, three or four hours earlier than that. But you, hopefully, you, you, so you start out the night asleep, and you, in the morning time, you're supposed to get up, right? You're supposed to get up, and hopefully you have a plan for your day. You're not just one day at a time, and case sirrah, sirrah, you got a plan for the day. Successful people have plans for the day. They don't just take the day as it comes. They plan for the day. The day before, they plan for the day. Right? Know what you have to get done. And whatever you don't get done goes on the plan for the next day to make sure it finally gets done. Am I right about it? And so you have this time, and then you're going, you're going to work, and then you're going, going to eat, and you're going to do whatever, whatever. You have time. We all get the same amount of time. We all have, uh, we may have different uh, energy levels, but we all have energy. Right? What we don't all have is the same amount of wealth. Right? But Proverbs 22 says, the rich and poor have this in common, the Lord is the maker of them all. So, rich or poor, God made you. And he, that means he gave everybody the same opportunity. It doesn't mean he made one rich and made one poor. It means he gave everybody the same opportunity. And what makes one end up being rich and one end up being poor is that the poor man wasted opportunity. Hello? He didn't waste time. He didn't waste his wealth. And he didn't waste his energy. Y'all all right? But the poor man, who is God's the maker of them all, wastes time, wastes wealth, and wastes energy. How come the rich are getting rich and the poor are getting poor? You can trace it back to how they use their time, their wealth, 
the energy. I'm going to talk slow just so y'all catch up. It's how they use their time, their wealth, and their energy. Wealthy people don't peruse Facebook all day. They don't make time for that. They're going to use their time doing something that's going to cause them to be um, effective, profitable, successful, useful, gainful, plentiful, reproducing, rich, and well-spent. They're not going to watch Chicago PD all day. They're going to produce it for you to watch it. Hello? The rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker. So the Lord is going to give everybody the same chance when it comes to wealth. When it comes to wealth. He doesn't have favorites and says, I'm, I think I'm going to make you wealthy. I'll give you access to greater wealth than I'm going to give this person. That's not how he operates. He's going to give everybody the same opportunity. And so it's up to you and me what we do with our time, our wealth, and our energy. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So to, to misuse those things, is, it will be wasteful, unfruitful. Okay? Y'all with me? All right. <laughs> so I want to deal with that middle one, especially tonight. Wealth. Your energy, what you do, you know, what kind of, how much energy you have is up to you. I don't, you know, you know. Some of y'all at 50 don't have as much energy as you did when you were 20. What? <laughs> speak for yourself. That's what she said. She said, speak for yourself. I don't know what you have. Amen. You can boost your energy. I know that. I'm talking about tonight your wealth. Your money. Because... That's the one of the three that Satan is most after. That's the one Satan really cares about. He doesn't care about your energy. You can run marathons all day long. You, you can get up in this church and, and run around for the whole service. The praise team can be jamming and the Barry and, and Luke can go crazy. They can go ham on the instruments. And you can just dance around this whole church all day long. The devil ain't going to bother you one bit. Just dance. Just dance, baby. Dance till you fall out. Run all into the, into the wall. Knock the camera down. Just tear all the, pew, all the seats up. The devil don't care nothing about that. Dance because you're free. He's going to let you dance. Glory to God. But what he's concerned about is you getting your hands on some money. Here's why. If you've been reading uh, the book of Revelation, you know he's in it, right? And he's read it too. And what he's trying to prolong is, is his, his end, his demise. Your Bible even says the devil knows his time is short. He knows. So remember when Jesus showed up on, in Mark 5? He showed up on a uh, place called Gadara. And he, when he showed up on the shore, all of a sudden this man runs up to him. He's full of demons and said, hey, what are you doing? Are you here to torment me before my time? Remember that? They said, are you here to torment me before my time? They recognize there's a set time for their eternal torment. And the devil knows that. 
So he's trying to prolong it as much as he can. And he knows the marker for his torment. Go to Matthew 24. He knows the marker for his, for his torment. He knows when this all goes down. Turn to Matthew 24 real quick. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at verse 4. Can I take my time tonight? I mean, I won't go long. I'll just, I'm just, I can prolong it till next week. You understand? I just want to make sure we kind of thoroughly dig into this here. Matthew 24, <clears throat> verse 3. Now, as he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him probably saying, tell us when will these things be? He's talking about the end here. And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? That's what the devil doesn't want to happen. The end of the age. What will be the end of the church age? Okay? Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Has that happened? And you will hear of wars, rumors of wars. Has that happened? See that you're not troubled, for all these things things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So the devil's like, okay, I ain't the end yet. I'm good. The end is not yet. Verse 7, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Has that happened yet? And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in the middle of the ocean. Was that this morning, yesterday, 7.7 earthquake out in the middle of the ocean? Puerto Puerto Rico is getting hit every day with a hurricane for the last year. I mean, with an earthquake for the last year. What? So this is happening, right? All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Devil's shaking. He's like, oh, Lord. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and, and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Is that happening? Yep, they're martyrs being killed every day all over the world. And then many will be offended in the church, will betray one another in the church, and hate one another in the church. The church is turning on itself. Verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Is that happening? And because lawlessness will abound or iniquity will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Has that happened? But he who endures to the what? Shall be saved. Now here's where the devil gets the shaking in his boots. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. That's where the devil's scared. So he knows to prevent this end from coming, I've got to keep the gospel from being preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And he knows to do that, I've got to prevent the church from getting the kind of money it needs to get the gospel out. So he doesn't care about us dancing around the church. We can have concerts seven days a week. He lay it out. Lights, camera, action, have all that kind of stuff and doing all that kind of He doesn't care about that. Do that. But don't get this gospel preached all over the world. Because when that happens, my time is up. Are you hearing this here? So that's the one, the area out of time and wealth and energy or out of all your resources that he wants to control the most. And that's what he has done successfully to the body of Christ for so long. He's kept the body of Christ broke, poor, busted, disgusted, fighting against prosperity, fighting against kingdom, fighting against the word of God on things. 
held on, uh, been holding on to their traditions. Why? So people can, in the body can stay broke. Kept the body fragmented so the body's not working together. Now got the body uh, turning on itself. Why? It's to keep the money from flowing in the body. Yeah, it's good. I know it's good. So the devil is trying to keep us from getting our money. Okay? So, I'm transitioning here. Go to 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10 in the NIV. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10 in the NIV. Glory to God. Because I want to show you what the devil, this area he's fought and still fights. He won't fight you for getting a job. He won't fight you for, you know, going out there and hustling and making bricks all day long. But he'll fight you in this area right here. Now, he who supplies... Seed to the sower. Now, who's the he? This is God. This isn't the devil. Devil's not going to supply you seed. He's a seed robber. He's responsible for the little foxes. They're part of his army. Got it? To eat the seed. So he says, now he, God, who supplies seed to the seed to the sower... And bread for food will also supply, and watch this, increase your store of seed. So you're supposed to have a storehouse of seed. You, every one of us as, as believers, is supposed, we're not supposed to be living paycheck to paycheck. We're not supposed to be barely getting by. We're not supposed to be running out of money before the next check comes. We're not supposed to be scraping off the bottom. We're supposed to have an ever-increasing store of seed. Yeah, you rather write that down. Ever-increasing store of seed. Well, how, do, how can that happen? Because if I take seed and I sow it, he said he's going to increase my store of seed and enlarge the harvest of my righteousness or of my righteous actions. So when I sow my seed, I'm doing a righteous action, and he says it's going to increase my or enlarge my harvest. So, so, so if, I, if I sow seed, Deacon Mac, I get a harvest. Yes, well, out of that harvest, there's seed in that harvest. So every time I get a harvest, it's increasing my store. Yes, so that means when I, when I get my harvest, I don't go spend all of it. I'm going to, one, sow some of it, but I'm also going to increase my store. Several years ago, Apostle Durbin came, came through, and uh, Izzy comes all the time. Thank God. He'll be here in, in a few months. Praise God. Uh, he he uh, preached something called accumulation mindset. Radically changed my life. Radically changed my life. I, in fact, I'll probably put that message out tomorrow on the group me. Uh, accumulation mindset. Teaching us how important it is for us to accumulate something. We have not been broke since he taught that. We've not been broke since he taught that. We start putting away, I start putting away little dollars. Taking a little change from what they go to the store and you just save it. Don't put that back in your pocket and go back to the store with it. Just put it away. 
And from then on out, and what has happened as we learn to take that little side and begin to sow out of that, readily sow out of that, God has increased our store of seed. Now we, boy, I tell you. That was, I'm thinking that's around 2013 or 14, I think. It was, it was been that long, I think, when he preached that. And I remember we were, praise God. The ends weren't meeting. The ends weren't seeing each other. And boy, I tell you, but we, we, we took that word. And begin to just, all right, we're going we're gonna to not spend it. We're going we're gonna to save it to sow. Save it to sow. Save it and make it available to God. Also, and I'll show you this here in a minute if I, if I have time, is save it to, to, to provide a little soul, S-O-U-L, security. Are you hearing me? Your soul likes a little security. How many of y'all agree with that? Your soul likes to know, okay, I got a little something there in case of an emergency or in case of a, a, a desire, right? You want your burger, you can go get your burger. Get your burger when you need a burger. A piece of burger, right? Your soul likes that security. I, 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 tell, I tell married couples or engaged couples all the time when they're coming through and counseling and everything, when we get to that finance part, I say, listen, guys, your, your wife, she's going to like some security. She don't want to be coming home and not knowing if the lights are going to be on and the water's going to be on. She ain't want to be thinking about that. She want to come home knowing that when she cranks that oven on or whatever, or crank the vacuum or turn her iPod, whatever, she got some power. Women like security. That's why before God brought Eve to Adam, he gave Adam a job. Work. Right? So if he don't have no job, he don't have no security for you. Right? Okay, well, I found out as a man, I like security too. <laughs> right? My soul likes to have some security. Praise the Lord. So when I have a store, then I have some security. But because I'm God minded, I'm kingdom-minded. I don't, I'm, I'm not secured by that. I'm secured by him. So no matter how much that is, that is always available to be used by God. He's increased our supply of seeds. So. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, God, that's God's purpose for us. Thank you, Lord. So, our wealth, our wealth is going to come through the seed. Uh, Proverbs 8 calls it enduring riches. Enduring riches. How many of y'all want enduring riches? I want enduring riches. I want real money that lasts forever. Yes. <laughs> enduring. Or, or last beyond situations. Enduring. Yes, 
It can endure a storm, endure a famine, endure a depression, endure a recession. And that's the Bible calls it, Proverbs 8, enduring riches. Some translations call it durable. Durable riches. Well, that comes from shifting into a, a kingdom way of operating, praise the Lord. And it's through seed. Now, you can even look at, if you're just talking about natural terms in business, your business can't do anything without seed. Your business needs seed. If you don't ever reinvest in your business, and you keep spinning it all up in your business, you're you going to run at some point. Because you people, be, they'll come to your restaurant, and you, I'm out of chicken. Why you out of chicken, man? It's a chicken restaurant. How you out of chicken? Oh, we don't have any lids for the cups. So what, what was the manufacturer ran out of lids? No, I just didn't have enough to order. Why you have, no, have enough to order? Well, I, I just bought a car. Okay, you weren't supposed to do that. You ain't supposed to buy a car until your harvest produces enough to buy a car all the time. I'm talking about even natural terms of your business. Am I right about it? And one of the things, the things that, that cause most small businesses to fail is they don't reinvest. They don't keep putting seed into their business. They're living off of it as opposed to reinvesting it. They pay themselves abundantly out of the business as opposed to paying themselves minimally out of the business. You got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta pump a lot of seed into a business. Glory to God. So in the kingdom of God, that's how we're going to increase. So everybody say the seed. Now, if there's a seed, then there's supposed to be a harvest. Now remember, what, what, he tell, what, he, what was the, the number one first commandment to man? Be fruitful. Be fruitful. Now, fruitful, where does fruit come from? Seed. Seed, S-E-E-D, is an investment. Seed is an investment. If you, I mean, if you buy a stock or you know, some, kind of, some, some sort of investment, what you've done is you've put seed out there. That's all you've done. Seed is an investment. Investment is a seed. Right? So be fruitful and multiply. So to be fruitful, you're going to have to seed. You're going to have to sow your way into this fruitfulness here. And if there's a seed, then there's supposed to be a harvest. If you lack harvest, then that's a curse condition. To not have a harvest is a cursed condition. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, I'll prove it to you. Deuteronomy 28, verse 38. Deuteronomy 28, verse 38. I'll throw on the screen for you. Watch this. Deuteronomy 28, verse 38. You shall carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in. Why? For the locust shall consume it. So to have a little harvest is a curse condition. That's the, this is the curse when you read Deuteronomy 28. That's the curse. So uh, uh, <coughs> harvest belongeth to you. <laughs> Can I use King James y'all? Harvest belongeth to me. Commiserate with my seed. Much seed isn't supposed to be gather little. That's curse. If I have much seed and I gather little. If I gather little, it should be because of little seed. 
Is that what Paul said? He that soweth sparingly shall also reap. He that soweth bountifully shall also So your reaping is supposed to be uh, according to your sowing. Period. So to sow much and gather little is a curse condition. And I got to, so, and notice what it says. The locust is consuming it. It didn't say that the harvest didn't come. It says something's eating it. Just like the little foxes. So I got to find out how to protect my harvest from the foxes and the locusts. I got to identify locusts in my, in my, in my, I got to put some pesticide out, Jasmine. Okay. Now, what I want to do with tonight as we get into this here is to show you these things, uh, the locust farms that we have and the little fox kennels that we have ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to do plan to set this, I gave you this here a couple weeks ago. Your wealth is in your waist. Your wealth is in your waist. You're supposed to have a, 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 seed, a store of seed. How many of y'all been, been sowing for more than a, than a year? Your store then is supposed to be so big. I mean, because don't tell me it's not working. It's a law. Say it again. It's a law. It's a law of seed time and harvest. It's the law of seed time and harvest. So if it's a law, just like gravity works for everybody, the law of seed time and harvest works for everybody every time. So if there's a law of the seed time and harvest, if I've been seeding properly, I should be harvesting properly. And if I'm not, if I'm not pulling in a harvest commensurate with my seed, I got to find out where the locusts are and where the little foxes are. Because they're eating up my store. I have a big store of seed here. You got it? Okay. Praise the Lord. You're going to be helped tonight. So Song of Solomon 2.15 says this. Catch us the little, or the foxes rather. And he identifies the little fox. Remember I showed you that picture a couple weeks ago about the little cute little fox? The little foxes that spoil the vines. Right? Uh, for our vines have tender grapes. Our vines have tender grapes. In other words, that harvest just starting to bud. The seed is working. So it's not that the seed wasn't working. It's not that the harvest wasn't coming in. But before I had time to get it back out the field and build up my store, something came and got it. I wasn't aware of these little locusts or these little foxes that have been getting in my harvest. Okay? Amen. Praise God. So we got, he said, catch them. So we're going to catch some foxes. Tell your neighbor, we're going to catch your foxes. We're going to catch my foxes. We're going to do away with them. Hallelujah. I'm supposed to have a big store, ladies and gentlemen. I'm supposed to have plenty, plenty of seed. ever-increasing store of seed. Thank you, Lord. 
I mean, we can just call it like it. You're supposed to be rich. <laughs> you're supposed to be rich. Abundantly supplied. If you're in the body of Christ, you're doing what God's telling you to do, you're supposed to be there. Okay? Now, if you're not there yet, you're going to get there. Trust me, you're going to get there. You keep doing whatever God tells you to do. Now, remember, I, now I said this uh, uh, Sunday, a couple Sundays ago, whatever it was, about uh, according to 1 Kings 17, you're going to be able to save what you want, spend what you want, and sow what you want, right? Now, remember, it's led by the Spirit. It's led by the Spirit. So when I say spend what you want, it's got to be the Lord lets you go do that. He tells you go do that. And when he tells you to spend, then you don't hold back when he say, says spend. Because right. right. when he tells you to do that, he's doing something for your soul. Don't be scared. Don't hold back. He, if he don't tell you to go to clearance rack, don't go to no clearance rack when he says spend. You understand what I'm saying to you? When he says save, don't, don't be worried about, you know, well, I wanted to spend that no save because he, he's holding that for something else. When he says so, don't be holding back on God when he says so, because he's, he knows that's an investment. He's trying to get you that return coming later on. He knows the rain coming, right? So you have to, it, this is all by instruction from God. So don't just take what Pastor said and then go crazy. I'm going to just go out to the mall and go buy everything. No, it's by the leading of the Holy Ghost. Okay, or else you're going to be in trouble. Your light's going to be off. Okay, just, we don't want that. Right? Okay, we don't want that. No, that's for real. You just do it just out of your own soul, you'll be in trouble. Right? Okay. Now I want to try to get into three little foxes tonight if I can. Was that? That, one, that was no three little foxes. Three little pigs. And, and the wolf was trying to get in. Right, but I'm dealing with three little foxes. That's a little book? Okay. All right. You can write it. All right. Little fox number one. Disorganization. Remember these, remember, these are your foxes. Remember I told you you got your own little fox farm. These little foxes you feeding. Keeping them around. I know about these foxes very, very uh, closely because I've been, uh, I've seen these foxes operating in my own field. Number one, disorganization. You must organize your life financially. Men, y'all hear me? Because some of us are the least organized people. You'll find on the planet when it comes to our finances. We don't hardly do anything, write anything down, organize anything. We don't, we don't plan on anything because we men. We're just going to take it, do it, take care of when it comes. No. no. Not if you're going to become wealthy. No. You must organize yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. God's not going to do it for you. The Holy Ghost is not going to organize your life. You have to organize your own life. Because this organization leaves too much room for waste. In, in the book of uh, uh, Mark, chapter 6, 39 and 40, chapter 6, Mark 6, 
39 and 40, Jesus Christ gave her to feed the 5,000 men, plus women and children. Watch what happens in Mark 6, 39 and 40. It says, then he, Jesus, commanded them to, to make them all sit down in groups on the grass, which means at that point, they weren't sitting down and they weren't in groups. They were just in a one big chaotic multitude. Disorganized. And he said, before I can make this miracle, bring this miracle to pass, before I can take care of them, before I can meet their needs, I, got, I, need, I need to be some organization to this here. We got to have a methodology. So if Jesus Christ would do this, what makes you and me think we can get away with disorganized living? He said, make them sit down in groups on the, gra on the green grass, verse 40. Verse 40, so they sat down in ranks, in ranks, in hundreds and in fifties, in hundreds and in fifties, in ranks. Now, uh, we, we, could, we could say that word ranks means groups, but I want to use the word ranks a different way. This is what has helped me. Notice again, in hundreds and fifties. What I have done, what we did in our lives was, uh, for me, because I'm in charge of finances, I begin to rank everything in my life. I begin to rank things based on uh, must do, need to do, and want to do. So when money comes in, what do I handle first? Must do. After that, Katrish, it's need to do. And then after that, if there's something left, is want to do. But what happens if you don't have that kind of order and rank and organization, then money comes in, first thing your soul does is what you want to do. So when you do what you want to do first, then what you need to do and what you must do don't happen. <laughs> Am I right? Has anybody ever happened, had that happen to you in your life? So I need to be organized. What must be done? What needs to be done? What's the difference in must be done? If your if your your uh your engine's about to fall out, out, out your car, you it must be done. If they tell you that your tires have you know only another thousand miles, that's a need. I need that. That's not a must. I can make another thousand miles, but this engine I gotta take care of. Then I want new rims. Well, rims, that's a want to. Y'all follow what I'm saying to you? And you got to know how to rank things in order. Hundreds and fifties. When I was a barber, uh, as a barber, uh, I worked uh, full time as a barber, and, and we, it was cash. Yeah, I, was, I was debt free before we got married. I, it was cash. And I, I did, I got out of debt because I was in serious debt before, before we got married. And I got out of debt. And, and learn to pay bills, uh, I, I would get me a little box, D. Had a little box. And in that little box, I had little slats there, and every, whenever money came in, I put money in ranks. Lights. I know, I, I know for, I mean, for my rent, I know I need this much every month. I know for my lights, because I gotta have that. I don't have shoes way up here. The shoes are way back in the back. See, I had things ranked. See, you, <laughs> see, this ain't Wednesday here. I mean, this ain't Sunday. This Wednesday. We can just talk. Okay? You got to rank things, put things in an order, usable order, uh, so you can manage things because I must be organized. 
I got to know when things are due. When, when I took over the finances, I, I got me a little calendar. And I used to write down, okay, the light bill due what day? Okay, so I wrote down my calendar. Boom, boom, boom. I didn't just take the envelope, stuck it on the, on the, on the, on the desk somewhere. You come home and you hit that switch and nothing, nothing happening. No, I can't put it on the desk. I got to take it out. This is what I used to do. I take it out and I write down the day it's due. Then when I got my little handy-dandy cell phone, you can do the stuff on your, you know the little smartphones everybody have? The little smartphones we all have. The little smartphones everybody have. You can you do more than Facebook. You can do more than Instagram. You can do more than YouTube on those things. You can actually organize your life. Set reminders. There's calendars on these things. So what I would do then was I take those set of write those bills down. I take those bills and I put on my calendar. Okay, that's due when. And so I wouldn't if it was doing the twenty fourth. I wouldn't put the twenty fourth. I was put the twenty first. I'm not waiting to the last day. That's too much pressure. Then what happened? Then the Lord gave me a little wisdom. He said, "Here's some wisdom. Now you got a little bit of money right there. Soon as the bill comes in, just go and pay it." It's the same money. I can't do that. Yes, you can. It's the same money. You're just paying it now as opposed to paying it later. And when you pay it now, you ain't got to think about it for the next 25 days. You ain't think about them. But you have to be organized. And if you're disorganized, here's, here's what the little foxes do. The little foxes are called late fees. Oh, shamo. They will get you every time. You don't, late fee, you don't want a reconnect fee either, for sure. Remember, I used to have late fees, reconnect fees on the water. Late fees, reconnect fee, fees on the, on the power. I used to have late fees, reconnect fees on the, on the, uh, the, the, the telephone service. My good grace. Cable, I remember cable, late fee, reconnect fee on the. Let alone late fees on the credit cards. Why? Many times it's not because you didn't have the money, it's because you're just disorganized. And the bill came and you just stuck it on and left it on the desk. And you didn't open it. Open it! It's not going to go anywhere, it's not going to vaporize. You got to open it, see what the thing says. Well, no, nah, I open it when I think it's due. Well, you don't even know how much it's going to be. It might be a little extra this month. That means you might, might have to not, not go to checkers today. Might have been a little bill. You know, uh, Jonathan came to me last week. I guess Duke sent a thing to offer him. You know, they have this thing where now you have a standard set bill. Was that a good idea? I said, for you, yeah. You got a little apartment? Yeah, for me, I can't do that. Because my bill, my bill can swing $200 in any, for real. I can go from $500 to, to $200 some dollars. In a bill. I said, so I don't want that. Because when it's 200, I, I, I want to rejoice. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, glory. Thank you, Lord. Praise him. So, so, all right, let's talk about organization. Man, I want to try to get through these. Uh, late fees on bills, late fees on debts. How about this one? Overbuying. Have you ever overbought something? My wife, we, this happened in our house plenty of times. Overbought something because you just didn't check the pantry? Yes. Yes. Right? It happens. It's, it's a normal thing. 
right? Yeah, but, but you ain't going to eat all that bread because that bread's going to go bad and you bought too much bread. I didn't realize we had bread. Yeah, well, all we do is shut the cabinet. Overbuying. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to help all of y'all, uh, Sam's Club, big, big, big box store people. Most of y'all are, are wasting your seat because you're overbuying stuff and because you're trying to, trying to make, I'm, I'm, I'm in, case of, in case of hurricane, in case Armageddon hit, I'm going to have a thousand sheets of toilet tissue. It's, there's, now all your seed is locked up in your garage, in your deep freezer, frozen, frozen meat from last year in your deep freezer. You don't even want that little worse mess no more. You don't think God will supply your daily bread? So rather than you having a store of seed, you got a store of toilet tissue. Overbuying. All right, disorganization. Last minute purchases. Last minute purchases. Wait until the last minute to do something. Now you got to run to the convenience store to do it. Hello? Wait until the last minute. Now I got to run to the convenience store. So rather, rather than paying paying uh, two two fifty for a nice a good loaf of bread, now I'm paying five dollars for a good loaf of bread because I had to do it the last minute. Is this helping anybody here? I, I'm. See, if you hear it now, you can identify. Oh, that's where all my seed is going. My wealth is in my waste. I'm I'm just simply wasting money. It's not that God ain't bringing it to you. You got to find these locusts and these little foxes that's eating up all your stuff. Late fees, being, being uh, late for work. Late for work. Well, you, some people get docked for that. What about missed opportunities because you were disorganized? Disorganized. What if there's something that, that you needed to buy and somebody came out with a sale? And rather than me write down, okay, this sale is on. Oh, man, I missed that sale. I needed that. What you needed was 50% off, and you missed it. Well, I don't care nothing about, nothing about, about, nothing about no sale. I'm rich. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You don't have to overpay just because you got it. You don't have to overpay just because you got it. Dad taught me that one time. He corrected me, and, you know, I, I take correction. He corrected me one time, one time I was talking about something. I was like, yeah, I ain't going to a pawn store no more, you know. And he's like, you can go in if you want to. You know, I'm like, I ain't going to a pawn store to buy nothing. I'm like, I'm up around by faith. He said, no, when you're rich, you can do what you want to do. You can go to the pawn store. You can not go to the pawn store. It's just now you don't have to. But you can still do it. You don't have to overpay just because you have the money. Are you following what I'm saying to you? Praise God. Just helping you tonight. Little fox number two. Procrastination or inattention. Procrastination or inattention. You don't have to write this down, but it'll be imprinted on your heart right now. Ignoring issues doesn't fix them. Ignoring issues does not fix them. They only worsen. If you ignore it, it's not going to go away. 
Hello. It's going to be right there. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get bigger. Go to sleep, but I'm going to see you in the morning. Hallelujah. The oil change light comes on. It's not going to go away just because you don't go get the oil change. And if you don't go get the oil change, it's going to get worse. It'll be a click, click one day. It'll, it'll, it'll shut down you and will not ever come on again. So you can't ignore issues. A leak in the roof, you can't just ignore it. Because it'll get worse. You see a problem, you got to go ahead and fix it. So what happens if you don't fix it when it needs to be fixed right away, it worsens. So now it's going to cost you more money than you would have spent if you were just taking care of it right away. Am I talking to any men in here? I know the wives I'm talking about because you got to, you're not going to take care of that? You don't, you don't see that? You're not going to call somebody? And see, and then, and then, man, we can't get mad if she want to call somebody. I'm just talking about how guys, we got to really work on that here. They see it, we, let's go ahead and fix things that's, that's going on. We, gotta, we have to be attentive to what's going on. We cannot procrastinate. When you procrastinate, uh, you ever heard the phrase, time is money? Yes. Time is money. The more time you take, the more money it's going gonna, gonna to cost you. Proverbs 27, verse 25 to 27 in the Passion Translation. Let me give you that. Let me go right to that translation there. Proverbs 25, uh, 27 rather, 25 to 27 says, Take care of your responsibilities. Take care of your responsibilities. <laughs> and be diligent in your business. And what's the result? You will have what? A store. More than enough means you have a store now. You have something stored up. So you will have a store, more than enough, and abundance of food, clothing, and plenty for your household. <laughs> so tell you that you got to pay attention. Stop procrastinating. You got to handle things now. Don't wait. It's not going to get better just because you, well, I'm going to pray about it. No, you ain't got to pray about that leak. You just need to go and take care of that leak. I had a, uh, one of our bathrooms, I had a, we came home one day and the floor was all wet. I'm like, what in the world is all this floor wet? And uh, went and I so drained it and did everything, turned the water off. And let me check this thing. And I'm like, so I turned it back on and I said, well, let's try it again, see what happens. The floor is wet again. I'm like, what is this with my toilet? And uh, all right, so I drained it again. So I began to look around on the inside of the tank because I, I realized that's where it was leaking from. I felt it. And so I looked around, there's a crack hairline crack in my tank. I'm like, oh, man. Should I call a plumber? Flex seal. 
I've been watching these commercials on television for Flex Seal. Hey, I'm gonna try this mess. I got up, put some clothes on. Let me go to the run to Walmart, find me some of that Flex Seal. Drained that tank again, dried it out, everything. Got that Flex Seal, little spray, like the rubber stuff. I sprayed it, that thing real good. Took a couple, because you had to let it. I did a good job, didn't I? That thing don't leak a little bit no more, man. I took care of it right away. It wasn't going to fix itself, D. And, now watch this. I'm, I'm going to bring this up, something I just learned here. They, they, had a, they, they did a study here, uh, and it, the report came about a, about a month ago. They said millennials, I don't mean to pick on millennials. If you're a millennial, I'm not picking on you. This is just a report that came out. They said millennials uh, waste more money than generations in the past ever did because they don't, have to, they don't know how to do anything. That's what the report said. Simply because they don't know how to do anything. Am I right about it? Millennials like, oh, y'all don't, you can't change a tire, you can't change a light bulb, you can't, you can't do nothing. They just never learn how to do anything. So, so, so the light, something go wrong, they gotta call somebody to come fix it. And they just spent $500 on something they could have fixed for $20 by themselves. I'm so glad for my upbringing I had. My daddy taught me stuff. He'd take me on these, on these work. My daddy, he used to buy and, buy and flip these houses and stuff like that. And I, my brother and I had to go work with him every day in the summertime anyway. And we learned all kind of stuff, Oscars. I could, I could do some carpentry. I told him, man, Kirk and the boy, man, hey, we can, we can rebuild this whole thing, boy. Me and my man, Kirk, we can rebuild this church. Well, who y'all think built that whole media booth? It's still standing, ain't it? But I'm done with it. I'm over that now. I'm over, I'm over, I'm over. I just throw some flex cell on there. It'll be all right. So, so, uh, all right. You got to handle things right away. Now, Inattention, inattention, that means not paying attention to things. When was the last time you checked your bills? Like went through your bills. Not when the last time you just paid it, when was the last time you went through it? Realize what you're paying. Go, go through your cell phone bill. Do you still need that insurance? Your phone's two years old now, do you still need to be paying it? We went through that, we go, I'll tell you, I go through these bills at the church. No, hey, we don't need that insurance no more. These phones. Two or three years, my phone four years old probably. I don't need that insurance no more. If my, my phone goes, if something breaks, I'm just buy another one. See, so if you don't ever scan these, investigate, you're, many times you're paying for something. When is the last time you reviewed your car insurance? When is the last time you compared your insurance rates for your car with a different company? Or do you just keep signing up the same company over and over and over again? I, I, was, I was with uh, one company. I won't call the names. I don't want to bash them. I was with one company. I was very satisfied with the company. They took, took good care of us for years, for years. And then all of a sudden, uh, I, I just kept renewing because they said, because you are with us so long, we're giving you this discount. I'm like, great, I get this discount. So one day the, insurance, the rate kind of jumped a little bit, and I'm like, well, let me just, I don't like that. So let me comparison shop again. I, I found another company who saved me almost eight, was it $800 a year? An equivalent company. I didn't, go, I didn't go to like no Apple insurance, nothing like that. I'm talking about a standard, one of these upper tier, top tier companies. 
save me $800 a year for insurance. Why? Because I looked at it. How long are you going to stay with that same cell phone company? What, you married to them? Your bill keeps going up. Do you know it's, you can get all kind of plans out here cheaper? Well, I had this number for 20 years. You can keep your number. Why are you still paying somebody $105.50 for a phone? You get the same phone service of $40. Huh? How do not store a seat? Yes, because you keep giving it to T people. Oh, I'm going to say something. You, you, you keep giving it to these people. Divorce them. It's okay to divorce your cell phone company. It's okay to divorce your cable company. It's okay to divorce them. You don't owe them anything. But you scared they going to stalk you the rest of your life? And here you are and have no store of seed. When the last time you evaluated your life insurance? Are you overinsured? Are you overinsured? Well, I'm carrying $500,000 worth of insurance. Well, that, that's when you have a half million dollars worth of debt. You don't have that kind of debt no more. Oh, that's what insurance is for, right? You know rich people don't carry insurance. Y'all know that, right? Wealthy people do not carry insurance. They self-insure. They self-insure. They have enough store that they don't need the insurance. So insurance is not mandatory except for your car or a house if you have a mortgage. Sir, you are, but you know what? My God. So I don't have no store seat because you're giving it all away. Do you have too much health insurance? You don't already pass the child. You ain't trying to have no more children. Right? Why, why you can't get all of eternity coverage? Just update it. How come you getting $10,000 back on your taxes? Why? I like that. Well, what you're doing, smarty pants, is you're giving the government a $10,000 loan debt uh, interest free every year. You don't really want a tax refund. To have a tax refund means you've overpaid the government. Hello? A tax refund means you have overpaid the government. You've given them a debt-free loan all year. Or, at, rather, I'm sorry, an interest-free loan all year. What you want is, at tax time, to owe zero or to have to pay. I don't want to have to pay because I, I can't afford that. You know why you can't afford it? Because you don't have no store seat. You've let them take it all year long and let them hold it. Y'all hold this for me because I'm going to get me 8000 when I come tax time. You got to deal with this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. When the last time you checked for your water bill, did it change because it might be a leak? I don't say there's no leaks in the house. There could be a leak out in the yard. Glory to God. You got to pay attention. All right, last one, little fox number three. Little fox number three. Unnecessary obligations. 
unnecessary obligations. Memberships, subscriptions, habits, etc. Unnecessary obligations. You've obligated yourself. This ain't the devil doing this to you. You've obligated yourself. You got to have Pandora 1. I'm tired of commercials. You ain't listening to the thing all day long. Subscription to this, subscription to that, subscription to this, subscription to that. Now, if it ain't, if 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 you if you doing all that and you got plenty of store of seed, don't worry about it. But if you have a store of seed problem, then you can break up with your little subscription service. Listen, listen to one or two commercials. Matter of fact, on Pandora, they'll let you just watch this little video and we'll give you three hours of free music. Just, just watch a little video. You ain't got to turn, just turn it over. You ain't even got to watch it. Let them play the little video and then listen to three more hours of free music. I'm a member of this. I'm a member of that. Why? Why? Membership is like marriage. You, you like made a commitment. You ain't even going to the gym that much. You made a commitment to them. That's a lot of money for somewhere you ain't going. Now, if you're going, great. If you're going, great. Great. It's just there's a lot of free gym out here God created. God created this free gym out here. You can walk, walk and run. Child's Park. Has, has, the city has a, uh, Child's Park has a gym inside, inside, fully equipped gym inside uh, Child's Park. They have a new one in, now in Wildwood, has a, a fully equipped gym on the inside, free of charge to anybody in the city. Free of charge to anybody in the city. There's one on the, on the north side too. Free of charge. I'm talk, I don't mean the outdoor one to get all rain and skunks and squirrels beyond. I'm talking about indoors. For free, brand new equipment, barely used. Because free or not, people still ain't going there. <laughs> what are your habits? Unnecessary. Starbucks every day? Is their coffee really that good? Is there, is, is there a $5 coffee better than your quarter 25 cent coffee you can make at home? Is it really better? No, it's not. It's just the ha-ha-ha of doing it at Starbucks. It's, it's the newest tea and the newest fra-la-la and the fruit pa pa card and all that stuff. It's just, oh, look what I got. If you got plenty of store of seed, Starbucks all day long. But if you don't have any store of seed, That's all other side effects. I don't even want to mention that. Proverbs 21, verse 20. Proverbs 21, verse 20. Last scripture here, I think. Proverbs 21, verse 20. says, there is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise. So wise people have treasure built up, but a foolish man squanders it. That word squander means to waste. To waste something, especially money or time, in a reckless or foolish manner. A foolish man squanders it. How are you squandering your seed? 
Well, I like, I like so-and-so. Great. You must like them a lot to look back and you have no store of seed. Now, there's nobody I like that much. I've told y'all this, this, this many times. People tell me, Pastor, you got, you got to go to this restaurant. I ain't got to go nowhere. Not till I get this debt off my back. I ain't got to go nowhere. Ain't nowhere in this city that, that interesting to me that I can't have a store of seed. First of all, it was just getting out of debt. But now I, I'm, I'm in accumulation mode. Yes, you are. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm serious. I'm going to mess you up right now. Says I'm going to mess you up. See, I also got a sower complex. This might mess you up, but you can handle it. My wife and I went back and tracked our giving from last year back into the kingdom that we can document tithes, offerings, First fruits, honorariums, the stuff we can track. Not us buying gifts for everybody. Not us slipping somebody $100. Not us messing somebody with this. Not, not, tip, not tipping wages. Not this and not tipping people in Christmas cards and birthday cards to all the people that work at, at, you know, for us. I'm talking about you know, the lawn. I mean, not all people on the street. This is not all that. This is just stuff we can document from this church, from other churches, from other ministries, from all the things like that. Over $60,000 last year. Now, how we do that? Because I don't have to go eat everywhere. I don't have to have nobody coffee. Baby, order me some little coffee things at the house. I can put them little coffee things right in my little thing right there. Show they get no carrot. Well, Hamilton and Beach got one. They can do little Hamilton and Beach. See, see, if if you if you're sold on stuff and you got to have that stuff, then you'll never have a store of seed. So when I think about sixty grand, and we we can really we can add all that stuff. We really seventy grand plus, but we we know we could document receipt wise sixty grand plus. So so, to me, that's all an investment. So I'm thinking, well, what must we have coming? Because we, we didn't notice as we were going. We didn't know it until we looked back. We got a report from the church. Let's go back. Okay, let's go back and tabulate what we, we gave. What? <laughs> now, that's from a store of seed. We didn't have to go hungry. We'd have to go without. But we chose rather than waste our seed, our money on reckless and foolish things is to invest in the kingdom. We just, we just have gotten so kingdom minded that the kingdom is first. I don't care about nothing else but the kingdom first and foremost. So I'm not going to apologize when the Lord 
when that harvest started coming in wave after wave after wave after wave after wave. Glory to God. So the foolish man squanders it. Give me that same verse in the CEV. Oh, man, hurry up, hurry up. Uh, I'm, I'm telling me to hurry up, not them. It's me, hurry up. CEV, please. Be sensible and store up precious treasures. Tell your, neighbor, tell your neighbor, have some sense. Store up precious treasures, the Bible says. Don't waste them like a fool. So the treasure's coming. Don't waste it. Uh, New Living Translation, please. New Living Translation. The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Fools spend whatever they get. Don't be a fool. So what you and I have to do, let's look at one last place here, and we'll quit. Because this this explains the 60,000 plus. Some of y'all choking on your gum. Matthew 6. Who do they think they is? We we think we know about it. It's just we don't know how he did that. <laughs> we just know what we didn't do. <laughs> didn't waste it. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Glory to God. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break, break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. There's a bank in heaven. <laughs> first, first bank of the universe here. Where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves not break in and steal. Where neither moth, rust destroy. That's like the locusts and the little foxes where they can't destroy it. Where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So when you put your treasure in the kingdom, that's where your heart is. That's right. So he's the one looking. He's looking. All right, I'm looking for that one passionate about my kingdom. That's right. Oh, man. Y'all shut down on me. <laughs> for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So when you, when you make the kingdom of your, your treasure, you put your treasure in it, treasure in it, that's what we've done. When dad taught accumulation mindset, we didn't know how we were going to give 5000 a year. Or what. I mean, we didn't know how to give them nothing. <laughs> but we just, okay, God, this is what you say do. This, this is how it works, okay. This is how it works. We were tithing, yeah. No, we weren't tithing more than that. Well, yeah, yeah, we were, we were tithing more than that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. Y'all made up. That, that ain't tithe. That ain't tithe. That ain't, that ain't tithe. Trust me. We ain't, we, ain't, we ain't received like that. That's free will offerings. That's committing to God. That's paying vows and all those feast offerings, honoring God. Setting our heart on things of the kingdom, taking part in whatever things we can get our hands on in terms of, of some. I mean, them letters coming, people, they have knees. I'm sitting there out there. We, we helping the Jews, we helping the Haitians, <laughs> we helping the Africans. I didn't even include what we said to Africa in that number. Everywhere. Every, just everywhere. 
Put 2 Corinthians, let's close out here. Put 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8 back on the screen. Or put it on the screen. I don't think we saw this yet. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. Put it in Amplified. Put it in Amplified. And God is able. Remember years ago I taught activating financial grace? Access and activating financial grace? This is what grace does. Every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnish in abundance for what? Every good work and charitable donation. So we set our minds on every good work and every charitable donation. We're going to get in on it. It got to the point, me, I say, you know what? When I go to the grocery store, they say, would you like to give some money to help breast cancer? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I got over my little religious thing. No, they just need to believe, get their healing by faith. No, I say, I'm going to do it. Keep them alive alive so they can get faith. So I'm going to help with breast cancer. I'm going to help with the little children's hospital. I'm going to help with the juvenile diabetes. I'm going to help with the kidney foundation. I'm going to help with everybody who needs some help. I'm going to help with every charitable donation. Because they don't have faith that we have. So you just get in on everything. St. Petersburg Food Clinic. I'm one of they, they people. It's everywhere. Just everywhere. Just everywhere. Pregnancy center, personally. I'm talking about personal is what we do. Just everywhere. Just everywhere. Cash or bread upon the water. Sold to seven or to eight. Just everywhere. You can get your, get your seed out there. And guess what happens? He increases the fruit or the harvest of your righteous acts. So guess what? The more we do that, the more the, store, the seed storms. That's just how it works. But you, all right, stand to your feet. But you have to protect yourself from the little foxes and the locusts that sometimes we're feeding. We keep the little foxes around, disorganization, procrastination, inattention. What was the last one? Unnecessary Unnecessary obligations. It's unnecessary to have all that. It ain't necessary. It's unnecessary. You don't have to have it. It might be nice, but you don't have to have it. You never have to have it. Never. No, nothing you have to have. Heard LeBron James talk about, you know, with all his multiple, multiple, multiple millions of dollars. I don't pay for no Pandora. I use the free version of Pandora. I ain't gonna give away no money. And here you are. I gotta pay for Pandora. <laughs> Same pay for no, no Pandora. You know it's free. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Why do the rich get richer and the poor get get poor? It's because of either good use or poor use of time, wealth, and energy. What you do with your resources is going to determine how you come out. Amen? Amen. Did y'all receive a learning thing from this tonight? Were you helped tonight? Give God a great big hand of praise if you appreciate what he said to us tonight. Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Lord. Father, we're so thankful to you tonight for what you have revealed and shown to us. 
Thank you, Lord, that you care enough about us to, to jerk us up a little bit, to, to, to show us, God, these things that may be uh, uh, looming around our lives that are keeping us from, from having an increased store of seed. And God, we know the devil, that's what he wants because he's doing everything he can to keep this gospel from going out all over the world. Because he knows that when that happens, that's the end. He's done. But God, we resist that. We resist the enemy. And we're going to make sure that we make our time, our wealth, and our energy available for you to use to advance your kingdom in the earth. Thank you that you've made us great promises of wealth and increase and abundance. You'll increase us more and more, us and our children. And Father, as we uh, begin to evaluate and assess our lives, our financial lives especially, as we look through, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom about how things operate. Show us about insurance and show us about, about coverages and show us about uh, these different things that, that are coming. Show us what, where there are leaks in, in, our, in our budget. Show us where there are leaks in our, in our spending. Show us these things that, that we've counted as necessary, but they're totally unnecessary. Show us, show us how to prioritize. Show us how to rank things in our lives and organize our lives to the point, Father, where we can uh, properly manage. Thank you, Father. That when we get organized, then your glory can fall. When we get organized, then you can pour out an abundance. When we get organized, then you can take two fish and five loaves of bread and multiply them into our lives. When we get organized. Hallelujah. And so we receive every bit of correction from the Holy Ghost. We receive it. We apply it. And we'll thank you for it all the days of our lives. We commit ourselves to be uh, paymasters of the gospel yes, to get this gospel out all over the world. We thank you for it. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Give God one more great hand of praise tonight if you receive that. Oh, praise God. All right, we're back this coming uh, Sunday morning. There's an exercise class Saturday at 9 a.m., right, uh, here at, in the uh, uh, here on the grounds, and then Sunday morning service at uh, 10.30 a.m. Ground school continues at 8.50 a.m. for anybody in our ground school class. Uh, is there a rehearsal? What is there? Auditions Saturday. Audition Saturday at 11 here for the uh, uh, Black History Month uh, showcase. So if you're, going, you're part of that, and we need some adults. Adults, come on, uh, take part. Show your stuff. Amen. And uh, they'd appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, this coming Saturday,